This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. I wanted to bring up something that actually occurred, my gosh, how long ago was this? Over a year ago, it, it had to do with um, TCF Bank. In terms of the, the actual, in terms of the industry itself, TCF ends up becoming Huntington Bank, right? And so let me tell you about a little bit of an interaction that took place um, or just something that happened um, back when, when they were transitioning. So when one day I was at Eden Prairie Flagship Lifetime, okay, and for those out there in the listening audience that maybe are lifetime members or, or maybe not at all, one thing you should know about that particular location, um, I don't want to say they cater to a client, uh, an older demographic or clientele. That just typically seems to be who goes there, right? You know, the, you got the tennis, whatever. Um, it's it's <laughs> The club's not for the elderly, but you, you get the point that I'm trying to make. It's, it's an older dem- demographic that, it, that goes and works out at that facility. And so – um, I'm in the locker room one day, and there's a conversation with some older gentlemen. They're probably in their um, early to mid-70s. And they are talking about being um, uh, clients at TCF Bank. Okay, and, and, and they're talking about the buyout and how they're switching everything over to Huntington Bank and all this tra- transitioning and all that stuff. Whatever. And I- I'll be honest with you. It came across as though like they were a little bit agitated, frustrated. Um, they understand how things work in the world, right? And there, you know, there's going to be change. We're always going to have some sort of change. Oh, mergers, buyouts, yes. things like that. Yeah, and yeah. they understand all of that, right? But they were they were a little bit like you know, it was it was frustrating. We were in uh, one of the branches earlier today, and it was taking forever because there were some things that they were changing over. But they were saying that it was just part of the process. I bring this up because the news broke yesterday that Huntington Bank is closing 11 branches, and these are the branches in inside the Cub stores, okay, mm-hmm. around the Twin Cities by early next year, okay? Uh, the branches, which will close 
on January the 12th amount to 15% of the Ohio-based uh, bank's 71 branches in Minnesota. Okay, Now, there are 30, they are among 34 locations in several states that Huntington Bank is planning to consolidate in the first few months of 2024. I bring all of this up because I sense the bitterness then from a few of the members, and they're talking about the institution and how, you know, when you have a brand that's been around forever, and it's not like TCF, right? It's I still call Huntington Bank Stadium TCF Stadium. Well, it, it's hard, I, it's hard not to. Yeah, accidentally, it's not yeah. it's not a purpose thing. I'm, I'm not you know I'm not calling Huntington Bank. You're not, you're not throwing shade at Huntington. Yeah, yeah, Bank. yeah, I'm not throwing shade at them at yeah. the, at all, right? But my point is this: is that when you talk about looking at situations like this. And, and and we're always kind of slow to go and and change happens and sometimes we get frustrated and all that. How many people out there that have been longtime TCF Bank members, right, that have stood by with the transition, how do you think they feel today when they hear about the closings? Now, look, it, you, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Change happens. Some of some of our favorite establishments, whether it's a it's a restaurant, whether it's a bank, whatever, like get shut down over the time. Over time, they close. Like circumstances change, businesses come and go. But I can only imagine what the conversation would be with those men that were in the, that were in the locker room, just kind of like rats. I had to hang out at the bank today for set amount of time because of this transition and now all of a sudden my beloved TCF is no longer TCF. And, and I think that we all feel a certain way oh, also yeah. when 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 something that we view as Minnesotan, right, is is not that. Because Huntington Bank is it's Ohio based. And so you'll always feel a certain look, we're we're the type where we're always going to side with the locals. And I don't think that that's, I mean, that's across the board. When I lived in Kansas City, you catch grief, man, you're not really, you know, you're not. Well, it's a natural reaction to. It is. Anywhere in the country. To be prideful of what you claim is yours. Of where you're from and where you're at. Yes. TCF was our brand. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, TCF was our brand. Yes. I mean, if... If it would have gone the other way and it would have been, you know, TCF would have, you know, basically have purchased Huntington Bank, we would have been fine with it. But if you're, if you're talking about what these these branches that have closed the 11 within Cub, mm-hmm. if you look at the mitigating factors of it, it kind of makes sense. So I to me, it, and does, it does make a little bit of sense. It, it does. And, and the reason why I say this, because according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, it says the in-store branches tend to be smaller yep. with the standalone branches and largely were set up to help customers make withdrawals and deposit paychecks. These days, customers have shifted to doing more of their day-to-day banking online or through ATMs. Yeah, I mean. And that makes sense. Plus, a lot of these places now, you go to some you know venues, they don't take cash. So one of the reasons you, you look, you don't have. I hate that. Yeah, I we were at. Uh, I hate that. We were at U.S. Bank Stadium last night at the Vikings game, and my buddy's like, they don't take cash. I'm like, no, nah, man, everything's got to be everything's got to be digital. 
but there are there are just there are so many resources that you're wasting by having these these stores that were there. There there was one that closed. Oh, I want to say like a year and a half ago in a cub near where I live, and it's it's weird because you go to these grocery stores. And you instantly think you're going to see a bank branch. Like, it, it's all one and the same. Well, well, and I'd love some reaction to this, 651-461-9226. Because um, maybe you agree with this or you disagree with it, okay? I think that the person that's impacted the most with regards to the in-store branches being shut down is the elderly. And, and, and I say that because... We, as you get older, we not everybody's going to bounce around and go to the bank bank. Some people want to go and get multiple things done quick, fast, and in a hurry. And, 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 and if look, as I get older, I'm not going to want to be driving. Look, I'm driving around doing a million different things right now because what I can. I don't have kids. I am not married. I if I if I want to go work out and then go to the bank and then go to the grocery store, multiple grocery stores, I can do that and then go to Target for others. I can do that. But when I'm 75 and I just want to go to High V or go to cut or whatever, yeah, I'm pro- I'm probably just going to do that. So I, I think it's a little bit of a buzzkill, specifically when you talk about in certain locations, certain areas throughout the metro where if you're older, you just want to go get your groceries. Where oh, I'm gonna stop because I got a checking account here at Huntington. It's a social thing too. It's it's so it, it's so what well, well it's 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 because there are a it's lot convenient. of convenient. Yeah, and I mean there are individuals that a lot of times if you want to look at the tech savvy part of it, yeah, everything's you know shifting to online apps, everything like that. But there are individuals that like to go out and this is part of their daily routine, right? That you you go to. You go to Cub, you go to High V, you, you go get your coffee. Like it's all it's all part of a routine, like you were saying. And if you take that part away from it, it it's that little, it's the small minutia that I feel can get overlooked at times. And I will say this about the um, uh, the text line six five one four six one nine two two six from the six one two Northwest Airlines being taken over by Delta. Uh, another classic example of what you're discussing. I I, I remember back when. It it was it became Delta and Delta Atlanta and all that. There was a little piece of me that was super duper sad, right? Because there was great pride here with the Northwest brand. So I I do totally get that. That 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 was a thing back in the day where I looked and I was like, man, Northwest. But that's I mean, it's just a part of life. That it's going to happen from time to time. And those those brands, um, what you think about them, um, and how they move forward—that's that's always going to be something. Let's go to Gary in Brooklyn Park. What's up, Gary? Hey, Henry, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for uh, for calling in. What's your take on this? I agree with you 100 percent because the older people, when they go into a Cub store or a place like that, they want to be able to do their banking, and it does affect them. My question for you is: mm-hmm. Are these 11 stores? Are they all? going to be banks that are are in cover high these no it's it's it, the 11 branches are all located inside of cub stores around the twin cities yep they, they'll be closing oh, they down are. by by early next year uh, i guess the uh, the targeted date of when they'll be closed is january the 12th is the final day that's really going to hurt a lot of people i think because people go to cub and they want to do their banking yep 
Yep. Hey, hey, thanks for the phone call. I, I appreciate it from, from Gary in Brooklyn Park. And look, I'm not trying to be <laughs> I'm not trying to be a, a person that is trying to stereotype the typical in-store branch person. But I'm just I'm just telling you from what I see and who I think it impacts the most. I do think it impacts um, the older demographic. Well, yeah, it it does. For those, and Gary agrees. Yeah, for those that don't want to make multiple trips. Because there's a reason they call it a convenience store. Yes. And I mean, you're not, I know we're not talking about the, you know, the Speedway or the, you know, Super America, whatever. But when you're, when, you know, these companies are just looking at the bottom dollar. How, how can we eliminate our overhead? How can we remove some of these things? You know, we're not using these employees, you know, we, we can reassign them to other branches. We can, you know, give them other roles within the company. But yeah, you don't think that these eleven in-store branches would be such a big deal, and the dominoes wouldn't fall. But like you heard, you know, Gary firsthand is like, there's a reason why we like this setup. I think that the one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to talk about this on air, and Gary called in um, with his take, is because I think that a lot of times the average person doesn't think that this is a big deal. I actually think it is a big deal because it does impact in, in uh, a lot of people out there throughout the Twin Cities with these 11 branches closing down. All right, 651-461-9226. If you'd like to weigh in via the uh, via the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line, you can. But coming up next, it's time for Word on the Street, and we get to that next year on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, what is the word on the street? Well, you're going to find out what the word on the street is here on the Lake Show on this Tuesday evening. I'm a little bit down tonight, I got to be honest with you. Aw. Well, I'm down because it just feels like winter is just weeks away. Well, you said winter's coming, and that made me think of Game of Thrones. Have you ever watched I, Game of no, Thrones? No, I've never. I, well, I've watched like an episode or two, okay. but I've never watched the entire thing. Okay. So I know, I'm one of those individuals that I'm out of the loop. 
Okay. But that's one of the reasons why I said winter's coming. Yeah. So you can. Was it I, Jon I would, Snow? I, yeah. Well, Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, <laughs> Ned Stark. You haven't even gotten a net. Oh, man. See, that's when, you know, what's it uh, when Keep It Real goes wrong? That's, uh, yeah, that was the, the Ned Stark episode. Got you. Hey, anyway, speaking of keeping it uh, when keeping it real goes wrong, Britney Spears says a brief run-in with ex-boyfriend Justin Timberlake triggered, triggered a panic attack before her infamously bad 2007 MTV VMA performance. Now, Britney was set for a big return to the stage that night with her song Give Me More, but was caught off guard when she saw JT at the show. Now, in her memoir, The Woman in Me, Brittany recalled the interaction, writing, quote, It had been a while since I had seen him. Everything was going great in his world. He was at the top of his game in every way, and he had a lot of swagger. I was having a panic attack. Brittany says she hated the way I looked because it was less than a year since I had my second baby in two years. But everyone was acting like my not having six-pack abs was offensive. Mm. What's more, Brittany admits she hadn't rehearsed enough and knew the performance was going to be bad. She says nothing was going right backstage, claiming there were problems with her costume and her hair extensions. She says she didn't sleep the night before. I was feeling a little bit dizzy. Now, she continued, I couldn't believe that I was going to have to go on stage feeling the way that I felt. She said she went out and tried her best, admitting it wasn't up to par for her. She added, I could see myself on video throughout the auditorium while I performed. It was like looking at myself in a funhouse mirror. JT, on the other hand, was on the other end of the spectrum in Britney's eyes. She said, quote, he glided down the runway. He was flirting with the girls in the audience, including one who turned around and arched her back, shaking her breast as he sang to her. Mm. Now, Britney's performance was one for the uh, ages, but not in a good way. And looking back, it uh, was pretty revealing. I, You know, I think that there's something that the public understands and they get, but maybe they don't think about as much, is the fact that so many of these entertainers mm-hmm. – um, they struggle so much with insecurity and they confidence. They do. They, they, I'm, they have I, to mask it. Look, yes. there are, and I'm not going to say any names, but I know multiple big-name individuals here locally, big names, right, that you'd be like, you're on top of the world. Man, you can't, You don't say that to them because they are not confident. They um, are very insecure about themselves. And when you, when you, if you were to know who they were, you'd be like, okay, you're gorgeous, you're handsome, you're this yeah. or that, and you got a lot of money, and it's just not that way. So I, I feel sorry for for Britney Spears in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of perception, I feel, that goes on with individuals being famous. You're like, yep. oh, man, It's you, hard you, dealing with fame. You, you got everything, but yet we all deal with these same insecurities and we, these same issues and – you hear about things from the conservatorship to everything that she's going with, her, you know, her ex-husband and the kids won't talk to her. And you're like, I, just, I feel bad for her yeah, because mm-hmm. regardless of who she is, I mean, she's going through things that nobody wants to deal with. Yep. Hey, speaking of somebody going through things, when you get older, you kind of feel a little insecure. Not so much for Drake because his 37th birthday party was one for the chemistry books featuring Breaking Bad stars Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul as bartenders to mix up some special cocktails at a Casadonna in Miami. Now, the two stars showed up in floral shirts and, and to Aldrich's Miami Bash Monday, which I love, by the way, just seeing these guys in, in floral shirts, which likely served as an easy promotion for their Dos Hombres Mezcastle brand. Of course, these guys have racked up Emmys, Golden Globes, and AFI awards, playing Meth Lab Wiz's Walter White and Jesse Pinkman on the show, and their bartending skills were apparently also on point. As for the location, 
Drake Helders, Bashed, David Grutman, and Noah Tepperberg's Casadonna, which is an Italian-inspired restaurant along the coastline. He was decked out in all black, and his friends and uh, family teased him for having an abundance of mango juice instead of his usual go-to passion fruit. Are you um, a Drake fan? I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't like the Drake. No. And, and, and I'm not. I don't want to come across as like a Drake hater. Um, do I? Are there some rap hits that he's put out and some rap songs that I absolutely love? Yes. But overall, I would never consider myself a Drake fan. And it's it's not just his music because I don't I don't love all his music. There's some mm-hmm. some of his songs that I just I'm like okay yeah that's legit that that'll go down as as a as a classic. But he just seems. I don't know. He just seems like a weird individual. I just don't follow him enough to really know. I, I mean, I could maybe name zero hits right now off the top of my head mm-hmm. by Drake. But, I mean, that's just being honest. Like I, He's one of the biggest entertainers in the world. Though. He is. I yeah. mean, if, if I heard a couple, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I recognize that. But as for, like, if you put me on the spot, I, I figure most of the time if you put me on the spot with things, I can come up with something. But right now, yeah, I, I can't come up with one Drake song off the top of my head, and, you know. I guess that's just something I'm going to have to wear. Gotcha. Hey, Kurt Cobain's daughter and Tony Hawk's son are now husband and wife with a celebrity musician acting as their wedding day officiant. Now, this I didn't expect this name to pop up as I was reading this. Francis Bean Corbin and Riley Hawk tied the knot earlier this month in Los Angeles after getting a marriage license in September down in San Diego County. The couple's marriage certificate says they got hitched on October 7th. And the celebrity who performed the ceremony, well, it is the end of the world as we know it. When I say that name, it comes to REM frontman Michael Stipe. Mm. He's Francis's godfather, and her godmother is Drew Barrymore. Now, they've been in a relationship, they say, since at least January 2021, which is like, you know, I mean, two and a half years. And it's her second marriage, his first. Francis filed for a divorce from her first husband, musician Isaiah Silva, in March 2016, after less than two years of marriage, and they ended up fighting for custody of one of Kurt's guitars. I mean, you get custody, naturally it would be for one of Kurt Cobain's guitars. Now, no word on the honeymoon, but they're, I mean, they're both from rich families, so mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be okay. Look, you know you're old, of which I admit and I raised my hand. You know you're old when Francis being Cobain mm-hmm. is 31. <laughs> She's 31? I remember when she Jeez. was just a wee pup. That's what I'm, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Man, that's. I'm feeling blessed. You're, you're feeling well. You were feeling old. Or you feeling blessed? Can they? Go I feel both. Hand? I feel okay. old and blessed. Old. To, to be able to age well, is, to be is a good thing. Yeah. Yes, blessed yes. to be old. I think that's fair. Hey, I found this one fascinating too. Here, Henry, a little bit longer, but follow me with this. I think you'll you'll uh, kind of find this interesting here. So we know that the big three, the um, uh, Ice Cube's big three, the big three, yeah, the big three, yeah, he was basketball league, yeah. Yep. Well, the NBA squarely in the sights of the United States Department of Justice over accusations that the association worked to torpedo the big three allegations that the NBA denies. The DOJ, which I think they would have better things to work on, but that's just me. They launched the inquiry months ago, examining alleged anti-competitive behavior on part of the NBA aimed at squashing the big three's growth. Now, those allegations range from uh, the NBA reportedly throwing its weight around to prevent sponsors and other potential sponsors from doing business with the Rap Legends League to discouraging television networks from carrying the big three games. 
Now, some current players have expressed a desire to play in Cubes League in the offseason, but as the Big Three sees it, the NBA has prevented that guys from doing so, putting arbitrary rules in place to stop players from hopping in uh, ICE's league. Now, for the record, these two do not overlap. But, of course, it's a regular occurrence for the NBA, including some of their biggest stars like LeBron James, to hoop in non-NBA games after the season ends. I guess LA's got their Drew League. Uh, Big three officials, according to sources, believe they've been unfairly targeted by the NBA. Apparently, NBA owners have been discouraging uh, investors from investing in the Big Three while simultaneously owning a franchise. Now, referees also haven't been immune. They've been told they can't officiate for the Big Three, despite some working for other organizations outside of the NBA. A source familiar with the DOJ says Cube uh, met with the DOJ during the first half of the year. Investigators have begun reaching out to NBA owners as part of their investigation. If the government ultimately finds the league committed antitrust violations, the NBA could force or could face a significant fine. An NBA spokesman, Mike Bass, addressing the allegations of sponsorship and TV network interference, pressuring Big Three partners, said those claims are not true. He also added, we've been supportive of the Big Three since its inception, declined to invest, but the DOJ and the Big Three have both declined to comment. Let me say this. I think that Ice Cube needs to go and sit down somewhere. I I am not in favor of current NBA players that are under contract being in the Big Three. The Big Three is not a pro-am. It is a competitive league. If a guy gets hurt playing summer basketball, and I know that people, there's somebody out there that's like, well, what's the difference if they're playing in the pro-am here, right? The pro-am here... If they get hurt, yes, that would suck. They're trying to stay in shape. That's yes. a competitive league. And then there's a liability issue. There's a I, whole I, bunch there. I yeah. just I don't I I don't think anything's going to come of this, which I hope nothing does. But and I know I'm going to come across as somebody that's in, that doesn't like Ice Cube. Ice Cube, uh, he's so so. But he's just upset that his league, which. Everybody loved the first couple of years. People aren't paying attention to it anymore. Yeah, it, like it was on CBS, uh, CBS Sports Network for the first couple of years, and like I haven't heard much of it. It's still recently. televised. It's just not the same. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like it kind of came with like Kenyon Martin and a lot of those guys, and then it just kind of like yeah. But I, I mean, to yeah, you got guys that are still part of it. Like Nancy Lieberman's still a coach. Steven Jackson's a coach. So there's still got guys that are playing. But I, I don't agree that current NBA people. Should be playing. Yeah, it, it would like, it would be like an NFL player playing in the USL, USFL, or the XFL. Like it doesn't makes no sense. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. What does make sense is that the NBA has officially tipped off tonight on one of our screens. It's the Denver Nuggets and the LA Lakers. The Wolves they get started tomorrow night. We talked to Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. He joins us next year after weather on the Lake Show. So now Chris is just kissing up to Chris Hine. Everybody knows that Chris Hine, Timberwolves beat writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune, who's a regular friend of the show, who's joining us now to talk Timberwolves basketball. Uh, we, everybody knows that he is like the biggest Mariah Carey fan in the world. Like to take care of But people. every time that he's on, you don't have to play Mariah Carey. I want to take care but of what, What's wrong with that, though? Chris, I appreciate you coming on the show, and I look forward to chatting Timberwolves basketball with you um, throughout the season. But outside of Mariah Carey, what would you say are alternatives for bumper music for you? 
Um, anything by Carol King. See, Carol King and Mariah Carey to me are, are, are on the same plane of my adoration for each of them. Um, so, you know, if you want to cue up a little Carol King, she's, I mean, Carol King has a lot of ballads and kind of mid tempo. Yeah, that's not going to work. Mariah, Mariah, Mariah has more bangers like that. Um, Carol King has, I feel the earth move. That's a banger, but. Mariah has more of those up-tempo bangers that are good, like, bumper music like that. I mean, you're, you're a guy that has a lot of – I mean, I love your musical taste, but who, who in the hip-hop world do you like? <laughs> um, Kendrick, um, Childish okay. Gambino. Um, okay, all right. Old school, old school Kanye. Um, uh, 21 Savage a little bit as well. I, I kind of like him. A uh, little okay. Uzi Vert. Um, so those are those are kind of my my hip hop rap artists that, I, right. that I like. All right, all mm-hmm. right, all right. Well, notes. take notes. notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tomorrow night it all gets started with the uh, the Timberwolves season. Uh, the twenty twenty three twenty four season starts in Toronto, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to the season. I know that you do because clearly it's your job, it's your work. But as basketball fans, we love following and covering this team. I guess let's start before we get to the specifics of what we think this season could be for the Timberwolves with the breaking news from yesterday that they got a deal done. You get an extension for Jaden McDaniels. Just your thoughts on five years, $136 million. I think he's absolutely worth every single cent. This is about where I think we kind of gauged it would come in. I think, you know, I had written back in, you know, June, July, that it was probably going to be like mid twenties was probably per year was where they were going to end up at. And that's about where they ended up at on the higher end of that, like 27 and change per year is what it comes out to be. But when you kind of look at the type of player he is, some of the contracts for guys that are his kind of player who he compares to in the league, it's a very fair deal. Uh, you know, Devin Vassell and, and uh, Mikel Bridges a few years ago are kind of the kind of the comps. Um, so it's not a surprise that it came out to this. You, you know, negotiations, fans always kind of worry, and that's what social media is all about, and people have been worried ever since, you know, July 1st. Is a deal with Jaden going to get done? You know, sometimes these things take a little time. They have to figure out the market. Um, other deals have to be signed. And then there has to be a deadline, which just kind of forces people to show their cards, you know, yeah. um, when, when a deadline, when a deadline comes, you know, um, you know, the last, the last 48 to 24 hours before a deadline is when people really get down to it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that's when things just accelerate. All right. So with new money, obviously comes more, um, more expectations, more responsibility. How would you gauge his, um, his reaction maybe in the offseason, looking back to the way that last year ended with not being available in the postseason. Has he spoken to media or to you specifically about just kind of maybe where he was at in terms of, you know, coming out of that situation and being remorseful for, you know, I mean, breaking his hand. You know, he, he, he basically yeah, he ended yeah. his own season. Yeah, he, he's addressed it a few times since then. He addressed it um, immediately after uh, the season when they had their exit interviews. He, he was available to talk about it. And uh, once or twice over the summer as well, he, he spoke about it. Uh, the one time he spoke over the summer, he said he was using a meditation app to try and help him with, you know, managing uh, his emotions in those moments. So that was something that was that was interesting to, to learn about. Uh, I think he said that back in maybe July. Um, 
so I, you know, he's always had that kind of mean streak, very competitive streak. Um, going back to his days at Washington, well, I mean, going back to when he grew up, mm-hmm. um, but going back to his days at Washington, um, he drew a lot of technical fouls when he was at Washington for the, for the one year. Um, you didn't really see it early on in his NBA career, but I think now that he's guarding some of these guys on a night to night basis and you just kind of watch him throughout a game, he's not, he's not afraid to like give people, you know, little shoves or little, little pushes like away from the ref's view. You know, you could see him kind of mumbling to himself sometimes. That's just kind of the fire he plays with it. When you, and listen, when you're guarding every team's best score on a nightly basis, you need to have something that, that drives you, that, that fires you up to do that. And that anger is what fuels Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. No, he's, he's definitely got a main streak. We're talking to Christopher Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, covers the Minnesota Timberwolves here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. All right, um, tomorrow night they open in Toronto, and I think that there are a lot of people that are super optimistic for this team. And, and, and I love the fact that the Timberwolves, I believe, I feel, are flying under the radar. There are a lot of teams out there that were making moves, um, we saw big-time um, transactions that take place in terms of trades. You get Damian Lillard out of the Western Conference over into the East. You've got uh, Bradley Beal that goes to the Suns. He's actually he's not even going to play on opening night because of a back. But just do you think that enough people are paying attention to the Minnesota Timberwolves, or do you think it's a good thing that they're flying under the radar? I think it's probably a good thing for them um, at the start here. You know, I, I think what people are trying to figure out right now is what's going to happen in the Western Conference, right? It's a very deep conference. I, I you know, aside from the Nuggets, who everybody assumes is probably going to be the one seed again, title contender, there's no reason to think they wouldn't be. I, I honestly, I don't know how the rest of the West is going to shake up. So I just think people are looking at the Western Conference and be like, well, Phoenix could be really good or – you know, the Lakers are running it back from a team that just went to the Western Conference Finals. You know, can the Wolves figure it out? What's going on with Memphis? Can Golden State get back to, you know, one final run? Can the Clippers finally put it all together? There's just so many question marks in in a very deep Western Conference that it's just hard to peg, like, where the Timberwolves are going to fit in all this. Like, Mm -hmm. are they a top-four team? Are they a... You know, top six team. Are they going to be a playing team again? Every honestly, every scenario for this team is on the table for this season. I have very little feel <laughs> for for where they're going to finish in the Western Conference. I think they can be a good regular season team. I, I think that the combination of guys who tend to play a lot, not need re- you know load management. Um, you know, and if Carl can stay healthy, I think they're going to have guys who are going to be available on a nightly basis, and some of these other teams won't. And I think that can can really fix their place in the standings and give them a leg up, at least when it comes to the regular season seeding. Now, when we get to April, all bets are off because then it becomes about, you know, matchups and all that stuff and who's healthy at that point in time. But I do think they are well-suited to be a good regular season team. Now, whether that plays out or not, we'll see. I'll say this, Chris. It's not easy to start the year. Toronto, Miami, Atlanta, Denver, and Utah, and Boston to start the year? Like, that's that's tough sledding, man. But, hey, let's see where we're at, man, to start the season, to kick it off. You know what I mean? 
Well, well, that's exactly it. I mean, and last year they did better against teams that were better, you know, and they did, you know, one of the things that hurt them last season was when they had quote unquote lesser opponents, they played down to the level of the opponent and they got burned a lot. And last year, the schedule was basically the opposite of this. They had a lot of easy opponents at the beginning of the, of the schedule and they failed quite frankly, coming out of the gate, they lost, uh, to Utah early in the season. They lost two out of three to the Spurs at that point in time, I remember. Um, and there, uh, I think there was a, maybe a Charlotte loss mixed in there as well. Uh, there were a lot of early bad losses. So maybe, you know, the fact that they do have a lot of playoff teams on the, on the schedule here is going to motivate them to really have to come out, uh, you know, and not really ease into the season. All right, final thing for you, and then we'll let you go. Uh, what, what do you think is the uh, – or give me one or possibly even two storylines that you are just super interested in as we kick off the season for the Wolves. It's, it's To me, on the offensive end of the floor is the triangle of Rudy, Carl, and Ant and how it kind of meshes together. How does Ant kind of find the room to operate and expand his game with Rudy and Carl taking up space on the floor, um, that's number one for me. Um, I, at times last year, it got clogged for Ant when Rudy was on the floor. And those guys together did not have a good offensive rating. If you removed Rudy from the equation and just look at like Ant and Carl's offensive numbers mm-hmm. when they were just on the floor together, they were much improved um, but if you threw Rudy into the equation with those numbers, they were not very good. So yeah. it's going to be how do those three figure it out on the offensive end of the floor? Uh, on the other end of the floor, I'd say they, the Timberwolves have a chance to be a very good to excellent defense, um, given some of the personnel they have, given Gobert's uh, pedigree, given Jaden McDaniels' pedigree, and some of the guys they have in the rotation. Like, There's not a lot of weak defenders that they're going to be trotting out on the floor. Mike Conley is an upgrade defensively over what D'Angelo Russell was giving them uh, all those years. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has shown that he can come in and spell Jaden as the, as the top perimeter defender. Kyle Anderson is a solid defender coming off the bench. So there's a lot of defensive talent. Their, their Achilles heel on that end of the floor is rebounding. If they can improve their rebounding numbers, which were among the worst in the league last year, and they can improve some of the rebounding numbers. They have a very good, they have very good set of personnel to operate in the half court. They just got to end possessions. And yeah. if they can end more possessions after one shot, I think they could be a very good defense over a unit that was already top ten last year, despite their rebounding issues. Yeah. Hey, Chris, man, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, good luck this season, man. We'll be following everything that you. Uh, right and have to say about the Minnesota Timberwolves, but uh, let's get it started, man. I look forward to the season. Sounds good. I look forward to seeing you at Target Center again. All right, take care. That's Christopher Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune joining us here on The Lake Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up the hour. We'll do it next. All right, welcome back. Lake Show, New Sock 830 WCCO. couple of texts from a little bit earlier with some of the conversation about TCF Bank and the closing of the branches in um, – Inside the Cub stores, 612, uh, seniors are being discriminated against in many areas. Uh, beginning January, it says lifetime is 
only allowing silver sneaker uh, participants to attend certain hours. It all comes down to money. That would be an interesting discussion for you. I guess we are in the way. Uh, this one from the 763. Good evening, Henry. I was a TCF bank, a TCF customer starting when I was five years old when my aunt opened a savings account for me. I banked with them for 60 years. Um, then services went way downhill. You can't speak with a person at the bank. Calls go to a central number and, and responses are questionable. I change banks and have no regrets at all. Anyway, I go to the bank for notary services and certificate of deposit renewal, among other services, and have an actual banker who has my best financial interest in my. I will say this. I don't like – I don't think that anybody out there likes the automated thing over an actual person. No, I don't think there's anybody that actually you know believes that or, or likes that. There's only so many times that you can say seven, seven, seven. Yeah. You know. The thing that I don't like, though, more than anything right now, are the people that are trying to do the cashless. I, I, I'm sorry. There are certain places where you should just be allowed to use cash. I get it. When I show up and, and, I, and, I, and I'm at the kiosk at the airport or whatever, I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not slamming money into a damn thing to try to pay for my baggage. But if I'm at a game and, and I'm the biggest you know, I'd love going to Target Center. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm at a Wolves game, I should be able to use cash. If 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 I am at any arena for whatever event concert, I should be able to pay cash. If I want chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, and I got a twenty in my pocket, take my money. Yeah, I feel like this was all because of the pandemic when we didn't know how COVID was transmitted. It's like, oh, well, all of a sudden it's like if you have this transfer of cash and change, then somehow the virus is going to be, you know, because, I mean, we were wiping down our groceries for crying out loud. And then I feel like everybody's gone cashless since then. And there's no incentive for some of these places. I mean, the smaller vendors where it's like, you know, per every transaction, they get charged like, a you know, a, a service fee. But, yeah, there's something to having some cash in your pocket. You go out, it's like, hey. I got sixty bucks in cash if I need it. It's I don't know if we're ever going to go back to cash. There. Not typically. I mean, I I might, I might carry maybe forty bucks at the most on me, just in oh, case. Yeah, I'm not saying you got to. I'm talking about just any cash. I'm not oh, saying you yeah. got to carry like more than even twenty bucks. No, I I carry it just in case you run into a place that yeah. doesn't have the ability to take a card. Then you're like, okay, we're set. You should always, I think, at least have like five or six bucks on you. You should. To do to whatever you need to do, especially in emergencies. Uh, coming up next to kick off the final hour, uh, some ad- relationship advice. If you fall out of love with your spouse or significant other, just leave, but don't make it worse. I'll explain next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.